Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and you are the good father, good Abba, father and daddy. You want to give us good things. You care for us and we want to love you back, Lord, because you love us first. You send your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, to pay the price for us, to give us the unreasonable exchange, Lord. We love you and we want to learn from you, Lord, this morning. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have taught two lessons already on this subject. I may not put the same title, but I wrote this sermon a couple of years ago called God Fills the Hungry Soul with Good Things. We're going to learn how to be hungry and thirsty for God. And God wants to fill the hungry soul with good things. How many people want to have good things in your life? Where do good things come from? Come from above, come from heaven. Is that right? The Bible says in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, that every good and perfect gifts from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly, lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. But we will not receive it until we take it or we become hungry and want to receive it. The book of Luke chapter 6 verse 21 in the Amplified Bible say, Happy, blessed with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation. Zozo. Apart from your outward condition, apart from your outward condition, inside to be envied by other people. Are you who hunger and seek with eager desire now? For you shall be filled and completely satisfied. In Psalm 107 verses 8 to 9 say, Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for his wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. If you are thirsty and hungry for God, he shall fill you with good things, not with tongue, not with bad things. In Isaiah chapter 44, verses 3 to 4. For I will pour water. Water represents two things, the word and the spirit of God. I will pour water upon him who is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring. Not only that you get the good thing from God, but the good thing can flow into your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren to the thousand generation. And my blessing upon your descendants. How many people want your kids to be blessed? It starts from the daddy and mommy. Daddy and mommy should be hungry for God, thirsty for the things of God. And they shall spring up among the grass like willows or poplars by the water courses. We learn 
in the previous two times that the key to be hungry for God is the attitude and the motivation in our heart. What is the most important attitude and motivation to cause us to be hungry and thirsty for the things of God? Let me review one more time in Matthew chapter 22, 35 to 40. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In other words, the whole Bible. Now the Bible is in the iPhone, but I'm still the old generation and carry the Bible. I cannot change that. I like to open and read from the Bible. The whole Bible can be concluded in two laws. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And two, love your neighbor as yourself. We learned from the previous two times. The first time I said that the motivation in our heart to make us hungry for God is that we love God so much. We want to please Him. We want to make Him happy. We want to know His way and His will. And we know that we cannot do those things without the power of the Holy Spirit so that we are hungry, not only the Word, but we are hungry for the Holy Spirit so that we can live a life that is pleasing to God. The love in our heart motivates us to really be hungry for the things of God. And I'm preaching this from my own life experience since the first day. I never remember the first love when I bowed down to pray to accept Jesus Christ in Bangkok, Thailand. And I was so touched by the love of God that Jesus died for me. And when I finished my praying, I said, God, you love me so much, you died for me. No one else in the world died for me except you. I'm going to love you back. And after that, that love that I have for him motivates me to go to church every Sunday, to pull out the paper, out, to write a sermon down. And when I go home, I have a cabinet. I put all the sermon. I divide into different subjects, church, love, faith, whatever subject. I put all the sermon that I learned so that I can pull out and learn again. Later on, I start to have typewriter. So I pull that paper out and type in the typewriter. This is like 1981. Okay, long time ago. And after that, I got a computer. When I moved to America, I saw a computer first time in my life in America, 1985. So when I got that, I pulled out that paper that I typed and typed in computer and keep in the file in my hard drive. And I have usually four backup hard drives for the Word of God because I don't want to lose anything. I love the Word of God so much. I love the Holy Spirit because I love God. The second one that we learned last time is that we love others. When we love others, for example, I love my wife and I love my children. Therefore, I want them to be blessed. I don't want my kids, my grandkids, my in-law get into trouble. I want them to be full of the favor and the grace of God. Because of that, I would do anything to live a righteous and holy life so that the blessing of Abraham will come on me and flow into my next generation. 
I decide not to sin. I decide to learn the Bible. I want to know the Bible so I can do the right things in the eyes of God. And I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that I can be a better husband, a better dad, full of wisdom how to handle my kids and my grandkids. I'm hungry because I love them. I love my church members because you are so precious in the eyes of God. Therefore, I need to get more from God from the head so that from the head will flow down to everybody. The more anointing I have, the more wisdom I have, the better for the members. Is that right? And if I don't sin against God and live my life faithfully to God, righteously to God, the members will be blessed because everything comes from the head. Like Psalm chapter 133, the oil, the Blessing flow down from the head of Aaron, down to the beard of Aaron, and down to the whole congregation. So I want to be the leader who opened the floodgate of heaven and bring blessing into the members of the church. I don't want to sin against God because I don't want problem to happen in this church. Why? Because I love you guys. I love my patience. That's why I need the filling of the Holy Spirit to get more wisdom when I perform surgery. I need more faith from God so that when I pray for Stan, Stan, Stan is sitting there, so that his brain cancer will be healed. I love people. I want more faith. I want more anointing. I want more power. I want to learn more about how to pray effectively because I love my patients. Is it clear? Today we're going to get to the third one, last one today. Not only love God, not only love other people, number three, love yourself. Love others as yourself. You need to love yourself because everything starts from you. If you are in a mess, other people will get affected, negatively affected. But if you're strong, you're blessed, you're so full of wisdom, you're full of power, you're full of love, you're full of grace and favor. People around you shall be blessed. The nations around you shall be blessed because you are the container. You're so full of God inside you and it will flow out of you to touch other people. So you want to take care of yourself first. You need to love yourself. Let me read a few scriptures here. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 8, the Bible says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man yourself, reaps what he sows. You reap what you sow. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, from the Spirit, from the Holy Spirit, will reap eternal life. When you love yourself, you want to really receive more of the word of God. You want to receive more wisdom and you want to have more measure of the Holy Spirit so that you can overcome your flesh, so that you can really come against your own flesh which will cause destruction to you. You reap what you sow. When you sow in the flesh, you reap destruction. When you sow in the spirit, you reap life. Not only eternal life, but super abundant life. But it's hard to do ourselves. It's hard to overcome the flesh by our own strength. Very difficult. How many people agree with me that sometimes it's so hard to say no to your flesh? Yes. That's why we need the word. 
The word gives us power. The word gives us life, and we need the Holy Spirit. The book of Galatians, chapter five, verses sixteen to eighteen. So I say, live by the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need more of the Holy Spirit. On Saturday morning, I came to the young adult care group, and they turned on the song, the worship song, and I worship, and I feel the presence of God come on me. Who I cry because the presence of God was so strong, and then I start to pray, God. Fill me more this year, year 2022, with Your Holy Spirit, Lord, and use me, Lord, by Your anointing to touch the nations and make disciple that the next generation before I die, or after I die, the next generation or these young people gonna love You. They're gonna be effective servant of God. They're gonna be disciple of Jesus. I didn't pray just for myself. I pray for other people, and I say, God, I cannot do this with you, without Your anointing. I need Your anointing. I was drawing and drinking the spirit of God on Saturday morning, and God touched me. So it's wonderful because I want to live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. You have the enemy inside you, the Spirit of God in your spirit, and the sinful nature is fighting inside. What is contrary to the sinful nature? They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So we need to be hungry to learn more about the Holy Spirit. I make a teaching series called "Walk and Live by the Spirit." Most of the teaching in this series were not recorded in this church. Recorded outside, because I don't have enough time for here on Sunday. I have only 52 Sundays a year. I have thousands of lessons in my computer. God just keep bombarding me with lessons. I just okay, download, download. I write so many lessons each each week. I wrote about six lessons, and I have only one Sunday a week. What can I do? I need to record in studio or somewhere else because I don't have enough time to record and feed. The sheep of God with the Word of God, so that you have more understanding, and not only that, may the Holy Spirit touch you, so that you can overcome your flesh, so that you can live by the Spirit. How you can live by the Spirit if you don't know the Holy Spirit? You need to know Him. That's why this teaching series called "Walk and Live by the Spirit" is so important. So you get to know who He is, how to walk with Him, how to fellowship with Him. So you need to be hungry for the Word to learn who is the Holy Spirit. How to walk with Him, and you come to the church service and receive the Holy Spirit, and you get into the Word of God. Amen? Amen. You love yourself, therefore you need more of the Holy Spirit. You love yourself, that's why you need more of the Word of God. How many people love yourself? Raise your hand up. Do you love yourself? Wow! Those who don't raise hand, what it means? <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verses one to two. Now it shall come to pass. If you diligently, wow, diligently, not lazy, diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, how can you obey the voice of the Lord your God if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit? Because the voice comes from the Holy Spirit. How can you obey the voice of the Lord your God if you don't know the Word? You need to be diligent in listening to good teaching and reading the Bible. Pastor Dan and I read the Bible every day. We get into the Word of God every day. We study the Bible to observe carefully all His commandments. 
Oh, it's hard to observe the commandments without the power of the Holy Spirit. I need the power of the Holy Spirit, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. You may come from Indonesia, you may come from Vietnam, you may come from Africa, you may come from Malaysia, you come to America, but God lift you up to be the head in your company, in your business venture. He lift you up to be above because you are hungry to know the word, practice the word, and you're filled with the Holy Spirit. God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings, all these blessings, with S, shall come upon you and overtake you, jump on you and grab you and hug you and don't let you go. Because, you see the picture? Overtake means somebody jump on you and, okay, you go anywhere, I go with you. I'm not going to let you go, okay? The blessing just chase after you. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. How can you hear the voice of the Lord your God? You need to be hungry to listen to the series of the teaching of New Hope called Spirit Let Living. So that you learn how to listen to the voice of the Lord your God. And you need to know the Bible because you differentiate the voice by knowing the Bible. There are three voices in the world. Number one, the voice of human. Two, the voice of demons. Three, the voice of the Holy Spirit. How can you differentiate the three voices? You need to know the word. And you need to have strong, deep relationship with the Holy Spirit. Do you know that when Jesus Christ was walking on earth 2,000 years ago, he was led by the Spirit 24-7. He, one prophet told me this. I don't know I can believe that or not. One prophet believed this way. He told me, when Jesus was walking on earth, half of his vision he see what is going on in heaven. And another half down here, he see the world. So he pulled the things in heaven from the Father to do something in the world. So he all the time, led by the Spirit, he listened to the Holy Spirit. He, he knows the will of heaven all the time, 24-7. I want to be like that. I need to know what God wants me to do in my life, what to talk, what to say, what to do. But I need to be hungry for God. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, oh, before I go there, how many people want the blessings to overtake you? Chase after you. How many people want the cursing chase after you? Oh, I don't need to do brain transplant here. <laughs> you want the blessings? Yes. I'm not talking about this from theories or doctrines. I have personal experience that the blessing chased after me because I obeyed the Lord for all these 40 plus years. It's chased after me. I don't want to go into detail, but it's true. The blessing of the Lord will overtake you. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit, who dwells in you. Basically, the Bible tried to say, the Spirit of God quickens you, give life to this mortal body. Two meanings. Number one, when Jesus comes back the second time, 
The Spirit of God will be the one who resurrects you. Your body in the ocean or in the ground is already decayed because you died. The Spirit of God will raise your body, the dead body, up to have a new glorious body and joy with your spirit from heaven, and you live for eternity in a new body. That's what it means here. That's number one meaning of this scripture, Romans 8, 11. But the second meaning is this. Why you're living on earth? You're living in this frail, fragile, and weak body. <laughs> yesterday, I was so busy. I woke up 5.30 a.m. yesterday, and I spent time with a church in another country at 6 to 8 p.m. Came here for the young adult care group at 9 a.m. And then we have leadership meeting. After that, and by 10, 11 a.m., I want to collapse. Like, so tired, so exhausted. I live in a very fragile and very weak body as a human. But the Spirit of God give me life. Give me energy. Give me strength. I remember when I started the church in 1988, the first few months, I was a resident at Harborview Hospital. And Harborview Hospital, you have to go wake up around 6 or 5 a.m. to make round. And then they call you from the emergency room. Sometimes you have all-night surgery for the car accident or head injury. People fall off the bicycle. And you need to perform surgery at midnight until... 5 a.m. or something, big surgery. And I never forgot. One weekend, from Friday to Sunday morning, I did not sleep at all. Because accident, 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 I did not sleep. By Sunday morning, I was so exhausted. But I have to go to church to preach because the church has started. This brand new church. I was driving out from Harborview Hospital. The sky looked yellow. Because I was so tired. No sleep for 48 hours. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit told me, why don't you pray in tongue? Why don't you stir up the fire of God on the inside of you? So I began to pray in tongue. I start to pray in tongue within 10 seconds. The Holy Spirit came on me and I felt energized. The sky looked blue. I became so strong. So I preached and preached all day. I ministered to I guess, 4 p.m. without exhaustion. Just go on and on and on by the Holy Spirit. But by the time I got home by 6 p.m., <laughs> I collapsed. <laughs> I was able to go through the whole day in the church because of the power of the Holy Spirit. But I was hungry. I went, this is on the... I five freeway. I was speaking in tongues in my car. And a roof, life come into my, this body, this weak body. The Holy Spirit can give you strength, can give you life. Amen? We need to be hungry for the word and the spirit of God. Let me read Isaiah 6 verses 1 to 10. Isaiah 6, 1 to 10. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne. Everyone say, saw. See. High and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. 
Each one has six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. When you heard the word smoke many times in the Bible, it symbolized the thick presence of God, which is called the glory of God. The glory of God in the Hebrew language is kabod, K-A-B-O-D. The word kabod means heavy thing. When a, a camel carries something on their back, and when the, the material on their back is so heavy, the Hebrew language used the word kabod, very thick, heavy things. So the smoke here means the thick, tangible presence of God to the point that you see smoke, you don't see things. His presence is so strong, like what happened in the temple of King Solomon. The whole earth is filled of his glory, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, woe to me, for I am undone. Woe to me, I am in trouble. Basically, I am in trouble. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flowed to me, having in the hands a live coal, which he had taken with the tongues from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it. And behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity, iniquity is from the Hebrew word avon, A-V-O-N, which means sin and the consequence of sin. You sin against God and you have the consequence of your sin. Your iniquity, your sin and the consequence of your sin is taken away. And your sin purged, get rid of. All I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, here am I. Send me. And he said, go and tell these people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of these people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. I can identify myself with this scripture very well because I went through this myself, but maybe in a different way. Our life has many, many doors. The ear door. What you hear go into your life. The eye doors. What you see come into your heart. That's why I don't want you to spend time with nonsense new in the internet that make you fear COVID-19. It's nonsense. You should 
have faith in God. Don't listen to the fearful news in the internet about COVID-19. Listen to the word of God. Because whatever go in will impact your heart. Okay? Now, we talk about the eye window here. The eye door. Isaiah the prophet saw the presence of God. Actually, he saw three things here in this scripture. Do you know that what you see get into your heart? And when it gets into your heart, it will start to cause you to have some motivation or some action. And whatever you do, if you're hungry for the bad news, listen to bad news all the time, your life is going to be miserable. But you listen to the word of God. You just keep looking to God. Look up to God. The good things will come in. So when you are hungry for the things of God, you will not waste your time on the bad news. You will spend time watching sermon, going to church, worshiping God. Let the things of God come into your eyes to get into your heart. And then will cause some motivation. Whatever you take in will bring new motivation to you and also followed by actions. Okay, so when he see God, what is next? He see himself. Everyone say, I see God. Everyone say, I see myself. When you see God through the Bible or through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, you see how much love he has for you, how just he is, how powerful he is, he is so awesome. He's so powerful. He's so good. So when you see God next, you see yourself. Oh, I am undone. I am in trouble. I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a man who sinned against God. I see your holiness, but I am in trouble right now. I repent of my sin. Please help me. That's what happened to me in 1995, 1996. I was born again in 1981. And I gave my life to Jesus. I tried to study the Bible. But I could not practice the Bible. I was still very negative. I have quarrel in my house with my wife all the time. We did not have a very happy marriage because I was a selfish man, even though I know the Bible. I, I was teaching the Bible, but I know I, I'm not that good. I was not that good. And eventually, I read a book about the Holy Spirit. And I began to realize that I am undone. I am in trouble. I never forgot. I knelt down at the altar and said, God, I need to have experience of Isaiah. I need to meet you. Because all this time is all about studying the Bible. But I never meet God myself. I pray and pray, God, show me. I want to meet you. I want to come into your tangible presence. I want to see you and touch you. That was 1995. Yeah, 1995. By 1996, God answered my prayer. I went to Portland, Oregon, and I was touched by God. The presence of God touched me. 
I understand Isaiah. He show up and I met him. I see my weakness. I see my problem, and I see the perfection of God. At that time, Seraphim used the live coal to touch his mouth. Today, he used the fire, the Holy Spirit, to touch you. That day, I was touched by the fire of God. I was so hungry to change. I don't want to live like this. I don't want to be this kind of husband anymore. I don't want to be this kind of man anymore. I want to change. So the Holy Spirit touched me. I was drunk in the Holy Spirit. I laughed in the Holy Spirit for a long time. I could not even get up from the floor. I was just lie down on the floor because I was touched by God. After that day, I was so hungry for God. God, I need to be touched again. I'm still not perfect. I still have a lot of problem. So I kept going out to be touched by God again and again for many years. For for many years, and God changed me. And then the third part came to me, the third vision. The first vision, you see God, you see how imperfect, how messy you are, that you need God. And God wants to touch you with a live coal, with the fire of God, to purge your sin and your iniquity out, to really set you free from the bondage of sin. And after you have these two experiences, you see God, how good He is, how wonderful He is. Next, you see yourself, how terrible you are. Then you need the fire to burn your tongue out. And then the third one, Isaiah saw the needy world. People out there, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. And how did he respond? Here I am, sent me. That's what happened after I was touched by the file of God. The first thing I did, eight years later after I studied about the file of God, I flew to Thailand because my hometown, and I started to move in revival. I lay hand on people, cast demons out, people touched by the file of God, and I say, God, they don't see, their ears are shut, they are Buddhist people, they don't know God. God, use me. To set so that they can see God in me, so that their ear will be open to hear the gospel and their heart will be healed. Exactly the same like Isaiah. God anoint my tongue. I'd never forget one day I was in the service, like sitting like this. The preacher was preaching. And say, God anoint me. I'm so hungry. Suddenly, the file of God touched my tongue. And I spoke in tongue for a long time. I didn't even hear the sermon. I just keep speaking in tongue. And God spoke to me. From today on, your preaching will be different. From today on, you're going to produce a lot of teaching to feed my sheep. He didn't say at that time in French too or in Vietnamese. He just said, produce a lot of teaching to feed my sheep because your voice is going to be full of the anointing. And life is going to be touched by your voice. Because I anoint your tongue and your voice from now on. This is not for me. For the lost and dying world. Amen? Amen. I understand now why Christians should go to church every Sunday, not sitting in front of the computer. I understand now why we should go to care group, why we should come into corporate worship, why we should come and hear the voice of God from your pastor. Because two things. Number one, in corporate worship like this, the presence of God is stronger than you sit in front of a computer. Two, the anointing on me will flow out of me 
and go into this room to touch you. We need to be in the presence of God. We need to be hungry to go to church, be hungry to read the Bible. And when you encounter God, when you come close to God in the service like this, what happened? I make two pictures I want to show you. Let's show first picture about a big knife, a big butcher knife there. Show the first picture. Butcher knife. I compare this butcher knife to problem in your life or whatever you are facing right now. When you're outside the church, you never read the Bible. You've never been touched by God. All the problem in your life is so close to you like that, like that knife. It's so big. Oh, so big. Oh, I worry. Oh, I'm going to die of COVID. Oh, so worry about everything. But when you come into his presence, when you come close to him, he come to you and touch you and tickle you and you laugh and you cry and you fall under the power. You come close to him. That car, that SUV compared to the presence of God. Let's go close to the SUV now. Next picture. What is bigger? The car or the knife? So when you are in the presence of God, this is why my life changed so much after 1995. I see the problem because the presence of God is on me all the time. I feel the presence of God on me all the time. I'm close to the car, which is the presence of God. The problem? (laughs) Piece of cake. Bing! Because my God is bigger. Bigger than that butcher knife. Amen? That's why we need to be hungry and thirsty to be in the presence of God, touched by the presence of God, filled with that fire. We need that so that the problem in life will be so small and you don't need to live in depression and worry anymore. Amen? Psalm 23 verse 5. The Bible says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Oil is the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. My cup runs over. When you love yourself, you want your life. The Bible compares your life as a cup, as a container. Either that container have junk inside or have all the good things inside. I want my cup to be filled with anointing, with knowledge, with power, with wisdom, with faith, with love, with breakthrough, understanding, insight, peace and joy, filled with good health, holiness, righteousness, strength. I want my life to be filled with Divine connection filled with victory. All the good things. I want my, this cup to be filled with good things. Is that right? Or you want your life to be filled with junk? With fear? With doubt? With sickness? With curse? With failure? I want my life to be filled with prosperity. With success. With wisdom like Jesus. Whatever people say, I have the wisdom to answer that question. Poop. Flow out of me. The cup so filled with good things until it runs over. What does it mean it runs over? It means it will flow out of you to bless the nations, to bless people around you because you're so overflowing with the good things of God. 
But how can we fill our life with the good things? Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. In order to fill your life, you need to be hungry and thirsty to the word of God. You need to listen to the word of God. I work so hard every week, hours and hours and hours to produce teaching in English, Thai, Mandarin, French, Vietnamese, Cambodian, what else? A lot of languages to feed the chief around the world who is hungry for the word of God so that they can fill their heart with faith, with the word. Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent forth his word and healed them and rescued them from the pit and destruction. If you fill your heart with the word, you're going to be healed and you're going to come out from destruction because the word of God will save you. Jesus compared the Holy Spirit to the water. John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Everyone say, I am thirsty. Thirsty Thirsty for what? And drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Again, cup runs over. You fill your life with water and flow like rivers of, I like rivers in English because with S, many rivers, rivers of grace, rivers of love, rivers of wisdom, rivers of power, rivers of healing, river of prosperity, river of success, river of righteousness, river of holiness, all kinds of rivers flow out. Living water, who give all this to you? Holy Spirit, living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus had not died on the cross yet, so the Holy Spirit would come after he died at the cross and raised from the dead. John chapter 6, verse 63, The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. How many people want life? Not just heart beating, not just breathing, but the life of God come by the spirit of God. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. The word sanctify means the Holy Spirit come in and clean you up. He cleaned you. And may your whole spirit, everyone say, whole spirit, whole soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So all these scriptures show us when we are so filled with the word, when we are so filled with the Holy Spirit, how can we be filled and overflow? We need to be hungry. We need to really come and eat and drink and Draw and come, 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 come from heaven. We need to do that. We need to be hungry and thirsty. Not be lukewarm. Don't be just, whatever will be, will be. No, that is a wrong attitude. We need to be hungry. We need to press in like the woman with the issue of blood. Don't sing this song in this church, please. 
3 John chapter 1 verse 2 Beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health and just as your soul prosper When you're hungry you fill your soul your spirit with the word with the spirit What happened it will affect your finances affect your marriage affect your health everything We need to be hungry I asked the video team to produce a movie clip. I want to show that movie clip quickly. The cup filled with coffee. What I try to communicate with you is this. When we are hungry and thirsty for the things of God, and you keep receiving the water, the water includes the word and the spirit. You keep putting in all these things into your life until your cup runs over. What happened? The law of replacement happened. The law of replacement is this. The junk in you, the bad attitude, the doubt, the fear, the depression, the wrong idea, the demons, sickness and curse and bad stuff, weakness, poverty, bad stuff in your life. When you keep replacing those things with the living water, with the word, it takes time. You notice it takes a while. For the water to run into the cup and replace the whole cup with pure water. It may take years. But you need to do your homework. Get to the prayer line. Get prayed for. Read the Bible. Keep receiving the things of the Spirit. The Word of God. Eventually, your life is going to be so full and overflow with all the things of heaven. And it benefits you. And benefit people around you. And give glory to God. This is why we need to be in a good church. You need to be around good godly pastors. In a church where the word of God is preached. Without compromise. You need to be in a church where the Holy Spirit can move and touch people. And you need to be in the Word every day. Read the Bible every day. Hungry for the Word. Listen to the sermon while you're driving. Turn on and listen. I never sit in the car having daydream. I, every time I drive the car to the hospital, I turn on the sermon and I listen. Amen. And when God speaks to me something, I stop and then pray, God, what can I do here? You say this to me. I really meditate on the Word. I'm in the Word all the time. I don't waste time listening to junks in the internet. Waste time. <laughs> I have about 50 friends in Thailand who are all graduate from medical school with me the same year. Now we have a group line with 60-something doctors. They send junk to me every day. 50 junks. I open the line, delete, 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 delete. I don't want to spend time listening to junk news in Thailand about junk news in the world. I waste my time. I have only 24 hours a day. I'd rather read the Word of God, worship God, fill my life with the Holy Spirit when I worship, sing song to God, and my life is okay without listening to those junk. Waste time. A lot of people get into trouble because they listen to the junk all the time. And they're afraid they don't want to come to church because they listen to the junk. So far, any kids in our church die of COVID? Zero. No one get infected. No one died in this church after we opened the church for two years already. But because the junk in the internet make people scared of COVID. Amen? 
Hallelujah. Do you love yourself? Will you fill your life with the Word and with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to go higher and higher? You must love God, love others, and you need to come close to God to see Him so big, bigger than that butcher knife. You need to be like Isaiah, come into the presence of God, see God how holy He is, and let His presence touch you. Clean you up, and then you start to have a burden for the lost out there. And you're going to say the same thing, God, send me. I am here. I want to help people who don't know Jesus to come to know Jesus. Exactly, Isaiah, what is say is happening in my life right now. I really want the presence of God. I want God to change my life, and I want to help people in the world to come to know Jesus Christ. And I pray that this happened to you as well. Everyone say, God fills me because I'm hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Father, we thank you so much for showing us all these scriptures and help us to understand your ways and your will, Lord. Lord, we don't want to be lukewarm Christian. We don't want to be backsliders who live our life according to the way of the world and follow our own flesh. We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We want to be filled with your word. You send your word and heal us and save us from destruction. Lord, your Holy Spirit is like living water. And you can feel us. And the law of replacement will happen in our life, Lord. When we fill our life with your good things all the time, the tongue will go out. The curse will go out. The sickness will go out of our life. Lord, you purge our sin and iniquity so that we will be holy and righteous like Jesus Christ. Lord, Use us, Lord. Send us to help the lost and dying world. They don't know you, Lord. They are perishing. They are facing destruction and curses. And they need Jesus so much, Lord. Use us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, I pray. If you don't know Jesus Christ, and you want Jesus to come into your life, pray with me right now. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness, Lord. Woe to me, I am undone. My lips are unclean. My hearts are unclean. Lord, touch me. Holy Spirit, come into me, Lord. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. Forgive me. Come into my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, I repent. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't this-
COVID-19 news waste their time Lord they should focus on God because those news do not help them at all they should fill their life Father with good things from heaven so that they can be the blessing to their spouse to their children and talk about the things of God in the home not the tongue in the home Lord I pray that they will experience the running over in their own life Lord we thank you Lord thank you Lord and they shall experience the blessing of Abraham victory breakthroughs supernatural healing divine health strength victory prosperity wisdom direction from God and their life shall be so full of peace and joy no depression, no sickness and disease, Lord. We thank you, Father, and use them, Lord, to be the blessing to the nations. The move of God. Lord, I'm hungry for the mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Inside of me, 
Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.